Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I want to talk about a new article that just came out in the Harvard Business Review under the title or the topic of sales and marketing. And the title is The New Sales Imperative. The New Sales Imperative written by Nicholas Toman, Brent Adamson, and Christina Gomez. Again, you'll find it in the March-April 2017 issue of the Harvard Business Review. Now, a few days ago, I read this article, and I thought it was fascinating. It had some fascinating insight, things I didn't know, information beyond the obvious. And so what I want to do is talk about this article and some of the findings that if you're in the B2B space— you might find interesting. Now, this article, this podcast is not about B2C, but I think if you're in B2C, you should hang out anyway because you might pick up some interesting tips that might be indirectly associated with a B2C type of sales scenario. Now, in the new imperative, they talk about how selling has changed. And one of the things I want to highlight, got the article right in front of me, and I want to read this. It says, the number of people involved in a B2B solutions purchases has climbed from an average of 5.4 two years ago to 6.8 today. Let's just say this simply. Two years ago, five people, 5.4, five people were involved in the actual purchase. In other words, signing off on the actual deal. Today, it's 6.8. Let's just call that seven. So we've essentially gone from five people involved in making a buying decision to seven people involved in making now the buying or purchasing decision, which means it's become more complex. And as you know, B2B is always about a complex sale, longer sales cycle as compared to B2C. So what's interesting is that the folks that wrote this are part of CEB. Now, if you don't know who CEB is, if you read the book, The Challenger Sale, which I think was released in 2011, 2012, can't remember which. It's one of the best books I've read in the last five years. The Challenger Sale. Read that book. Uh, The follow-up book to that was called The Challenger Customer, another great book. And I think Toman and Adamson were also co-authors on that book. Now, these two books, you have to read them in sequence, The Challenger Sale and then The Challenger Customer really talks about how selling has changed and how our attitude or how our approach to selling has changed. Now, this article in the Harvard Business Review pushes in like a little deeper, a little further. We get more more detail, almost like zooming in with the lens. Now, let's do a quick recap of the Challenger sale. One of the biggest things they pointed out is that today's buyer is 57% into the buying cycle. 57, 57% into the buying cycle, which means that they've done a lot of research online. They kind of know what they want. They have an idea. They're 57% into the buying cycle before reaching out to a vendor or supplier. Another study, uh, and I can't recall the source, but said maybe the buyer is more like 70% into the buying cycle. In other words, customers are more informed. And that really lines up with a study Google did years ago, which said that the average customer will look at 10 sources of information before deciding to contact a vendor. All this is to say, as today's customer is more informed, they know a lot. And you would think if they know a lot, they should be making decisions easier. And the responsive approach, our typical sales approach, they call it the responsive approach, is to make sure that the customer has more information because in your mind, more information is better. Also, in the responsive approach, we want to be flexible in responding to the customer direction. In other words, if they want to talk about 
certain things, let's move in that direction. If they want to hint at certain things, let's consider those as well. Also, you want to help the customer consider all possible alternatives. This is defined as the responsive approach. Give them more information, it's better. Be flexible in responding to your customer's directions and also help customers consider all possible alternatives. Now, at surface, on the surface, this seems very reasonable in terms of approach, but here's what these people found in this study. That if you take this approach, more information, be more flexible, help customer consider all possible alternatives, there's an 18% decrease, an 18%, one 18% decrease in purchase ease. In other words, it's harder for them to make a decision. Now it's even that much harder, 18% harder for them to make a decision. But what's also interesting is that there's a 50% increase in purchaser regret. I like to say buyer regret. In other words, they're less secure about making a decision. There's a decrease in purchase ease, purchase ease over 18%, right? At 18%, but there's also a 15%, 50, 50% increase in buyer's regret. Now, buyer's regret is the, different than buyer's remorse. Let me be clear. Buyer's remorse is when you make a decision and after you've made the decision, you're mad at the seller for kind of forcing you to make that decision or pressure you into making that decision. Buyer's regret, you're not mad at the salesperson, so to speak. You're kind of mad at yourself because you had three options and you chose one and no sooner than you choose one, eh, you start to regret the fact that you made that decision and maybe you should have gone with something else. So in other words, because you have a 50% increase in buyer's regret with the responsive approach, people feel, the buyer, feels more brain pain when making a buying decision. All this adds up to is that they're less likely to want to make a decision to avoid any type of regret. So what the article is suggesting is move from a responsive approach to a prescriptive approach. And this approach lines up really well with the challenger sale, but this has more detail in a complex sale. The prescriptive approach has four steps. The first one is you gotta map the buyer journey. You map the buyer journey, in other words, how do buyers make a buying decision? And what they're asking you to do, and as you map this buyer uh, journey, do it from an agnostic approach, not so much to help them map the journey of how they buy so that you can sell them more effectively, help them map the journey realistically how they buy, not about how you wanna to sell to them, but how they buy. And once you have that mapped out, the second step is to identify the barriers to actually making a buying decision. And again, you're supposed to take an agnostic approach, almost as if you're not trying to sell them. And then when you identify the barriers, for example, you can ask questions about, you know, what information is necessary to actually make a buying decision? You know, what are some of the internal issues, the people challenges, they call it, that we're gonna have? You know, we got five to seven people involved. That means we have five to seven different agendas. How do we blend those to make sure everybody gets a little piece of what they want? And also, how do we, when we look at barriers, how do we overcome some of the option issues when it comes to making a buying decision? And then the third step, if you've mapped the customer journey, you've identified the barriers, is to prescribe an unbiased solution. And in that process, your job is to reduce the indecision, help them make a buying decision. And this goes back to the challenger sale. The challenger sale is all about, don't be afraid to tell them in a very polite way what they need to be looking at, what they need to be focusing in on. In other words, don't be a wimp when you sell, sell be a challenger. 
If you see something or see something or hear something you disagree with, then you point it out. If the customer is missing something, they're not looking at something correctly, then it's your job to shift their paradigm and really challenge them. And this is part of the prescription part. And last but not least, if they go ahead and make a buying decision, now you want to track their progress. What they found is that with the prescriptive approach, here are the results. There's an 86% increase in purchase ease. In other words, there's an 86% increase in making it easier to buy from you. But there's also a 37% decline in buyer's regret. In other words, they're gonna regret it less. So you just made it easier for them to buy and less likely that they're gonna regret making their buying decision. So moving from the responsive approach, which is reacting to the customer, if I can simplify, towards a prescriptive approach, which is listening like a good doctor to what the customer has to say, being objective or agnostic, as they say, in providing recommendations, in guiding them towards a solution. Now, obviously, when you guide them towards a solution, you know, at the end of the day, you want to guide them towards your solution. So this is a great article. This short podcast does not do the article justice. So I will try to post a link on my social media channel so you can download the article and read it yourself. It's a great article. And again, I recommend their material, the Challenger Sale, the Challenger Customer, and now read the article, The New Sales Imperative. This is Victor Antonio, and that's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I would greatly appreciate it. And many of you have left comments, and I want to thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Also, check out my sales training website, SeminarsOnSelling.com where you'll find great training videos for your team and yourself to help you grow your business. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.